This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podwall Sportscast, the podcast that also got into a mass brawl in a tunnel. Today, in the house of Pod, we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He's the one who usually gets a water bottle thrown at him. <laughs> and also, we have Karami Kamel. What's happening, guys? Everyone's scared of him because of his overall greatness. I am Faisal Marikan. I'm the guy who hurls insults before hiding behind Karam. <laughs> Naturally, uh, I'm talking about Man City's Champions League quarterfinal against Atletico Madrid at the Metropolitano. It ended in a goalless draw with City advancing to the semi-finals 1-0 on aggregate. Uh, but all the media attention was on the clashes that broke out uh, both during and after the game. Uh, Jurgen Klopp described last weekend's Man City versus Liverpool clash as a heavyweight boxing match. Well, uh, Atletico versus City was like a free-for-all. Late in the game, Atletico's Felipe was red-carded for a foul on Phil Foden, and this sparked the first brawl. A one Atletico player tried to headbutt Raheem Sterling, and he came off as a butt headler. Uh, things escalated after the match, with an Atletico player throwing a bottle at Emmerich Laporte, and there was allegedly some spitting too. Uh, apparently, Atletico was upset over City's time wasting, as opposed to Atletico wasting time with fights. It's gotten to the point where police uh, had to rush in to calm down things. So, oh boy, uh, where do we even start, guys? If Man City versus Liverpool was a boxing match, then I think City versus Atletico was more like the WWE. You know, in- <laughs> instead of tables, ladders, and chairs, we had bottles, headbutts, and spit. <laughs> and it, it, it look it. And in, in all seriousness, it was a shameful end to the match. You know, uh, that's plain and simple. And a lot of that blame goes to Atletico. And I think it's a bit rich that the Atletico players were upset about time wasting, seeing as how they are the kings of time wasting. And and I, I think it was just a case of City taking a leaf out of the Atletico book and then beating them at their own game. And the Atletico players were pissed about that. Speaking of which, I think the Atletico chairman or president or something was complaining after the match that City basically parked the bus in the second leg. But hello, isn't that what <laughs> Atletico always does, right? So I, I was reading some of the reactions to the match on social media and some of the Atletico fans themselves were a bit upset at the scenes that unfolded towards the end. The general reaction was Atletico needed just one goal to take the match into extra time. But instead of pushing for that goal, Somehow, the players thought it would be a better idea to fight and, and cause havoc and waste time, which is it, just mind-boggling. Yes, but uh, I think that the game plan for Atletico is... Okay, they did play it well. Uh, they did try to attack City's goal, but I thought City's defense was, was, was too good on that night to just to concede a goal. So, maybe, just maybe, I'm talking about pure speculation right now, just maybe Diego Simeone being who he is, being the passionate guy about football that he is. Maybe he did say to his players uh, during halftime that, okay, we can't beat them on the pitch. Let's try to mess, try to mess them in, in their heads, right? So just to get inside the city's players' head to get an advantage. But I maybe it backfired and 
it was the Atletico Madrid's players that lost their heads. Yeah, uh, Foden also lost part of his head again. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's very rich coming from Atletico Madrid saying that the opponents are parking the bus, time-wasting. You, you, you guys did just the same, so... Not Badan much Muka. coming from greatness, yeah. Madan Muka. Atletico Madrid, the kings of projection. What we complain about, we do. Uh, remember in the last episode when I said that the uh, City-Liverpool rivalry was too respectful? Oh, yeah, I take it back. Um, now, when asked about what happened, City boss Pep Guardiola channeled his inner Jose Mourinho and had nothing to say. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, meanwhile, uh, UEFA said it will go through the official referee's report before deciding on any possible action. Uh, usually, when it comes to UEFA, it's code for we're doing bugger all, we're just counting our money. Lah. <laughs> anyway, City are through to the semis where they will take on Real Madrid, who advanced by knocking out defending champions Chelsea. Real lost 3-2 to uh, Chelsea in the second leg, but advanced 5-4 on aggregate. Now, credit to Chelsea, though, they really tried hard to fight back. They did. They absolutely gave their all. And I I don't, at least I did not see this coming. I thought Real Madrid were, were clear and out winners before the match started. But somehow, someway, Tuchel managed to rally his, his boys, his team. And to, to, to lead 3-0 at the Bernabeu is something else. So Chelsea is definitely... Definitely has to be one of the favorites before being 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 oosted out of the tournament, right? So, but uh, it was just bad luck. I thought when they conceded the first goal through, was it was it Rodrigo who scored for Rodrigo, Real Madrid? Yeah. Yes, it was uh, from the from Luka Modric's awesome pass, right? So, because it was Chelsea who lost possession in their own half that led to the goal. Um, I, but I again, I thought they played well and luck was just not on their side when Benzema scored the winner in extra time. And, and I think this one was a bit of an opposite of how it was in the first leg, you know. Uh, all the things that Chelsea did wrong in the first leg, they got right this time. And then conversely, Real Madrid were also the opposite of how they were in the first leg. In the second leg, they were the ones at times struggling to keep Chelsea uh, at bay. But I think that the real difference here was the wasted chances for Chelsea uh, towards the end of the match. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Christian Pulisic and Jorginho had three or four chances between them to, to win the match in the dying minutes of, of regulation time. So their misses ended up proving very, very costly for the Blues. And I think the lesson here is that you just do not write off a team like Real Madrid because you let your guard down, they'll get you. And uh, like Nick said, where Chelsea did everything right in the second leg, right? But um, I think, remember when they won 6-0 against Southampton right after they lost against Real in the first leg? So I thought that that Southampton game was a practice, a real practice for, for Chelsea, a rerun, a go-through for this second leg match. Because whatever they did against Southampton when they won 6-0, they do exactly the same thing against Real Madrid and it worked. So Tuchel be uh, great adjustments from Tuchel to give his team a chance, but like like Nick said, uh, those chances that went begging really really proved uh, really really cost Chelsea a lot. Also in the Champions League, uh, Liverpool drew three all against Benfica at Anfield to advance six four on aggregate. They will next face uh, Villarreal, who eliminated Bayern Munich two one on aggregate. 
momentous occasion for Villarreal and uh, for their coach Unai Emery, who had a good evening. Yes, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good evening for for Villarreal, uh, who are really living up to their nickname of the kings of the cup competition. Um, this was a bit of a surprise result, to say the least, especially since Bayern went ahead first. But this VRL side have shown this season that you cannot take them lightly. They've already knocked out Juventus and now they've also eliminated Bayern. And Emery here has assembled a squad that can not only soak up pressure from some of the best teams, but they can also really catch you on the break. And when they attack, they're quick and they're very, very lethal. So both. Emery and Villarreal have, have good pedigree in the Europa League competition, but based on how they've been performing here, I think they'll be fancying their chances in the Champions League as well. Karam has nothing. I, I have something. I have some things to say. Something. Yeah. Okay, nobody saw this coming, right? We, we all of us did thought that Bayern Munich is going, just going to annihilate Villarreal. So kudos to Villarreal, uh, kudos to their players, kudos to Emery. But uh, against Liverpool in the next round... I don't think it will be the same story. I just, I don't know. I just really don't think it's, uh, I think Villarreal is going to be, it's going to be eliminated in the next round. But um, it makes you think, right? Emery is doing great with Villarreal. He did well with Sevilla before. What on earth, what on earth happened at Arsenal, right? You could say the same about David Moyes at Man United as well, right? Exactly. So what is it with these so-called big clubs in the EPL, what are they doing to this, all these good or decent managers? I, I really don't get it. It's the fans. La. The fans are too toxic. I mean, one or two results uh, that don't go their way, it's like Emery out, Emery out, Moyes out. <laughs> Give the buggers time. La. Yeah, you, you might be right, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to the Europa League quarterfinals, Barcelona failed to live up to their favourites tag, losing 3-2 to Frankfurt and going out uh, 4-3 on aggregate. West Ham demolished a Lyon 3-0 in France for a 4-1 aggregate win. Uh, the last time they were in a European semi-final was in 1976. I was just one year old back then. <laughs> Man, I'm old. Uh, Rangers are also through, beating Braga 3-2 on aggregate. RB Leipzig, a 3-1 aggregate win over Atalanta. In the semis, uh, Rangers will take on Leipzig, while uh, West Ham will take on Frankfurt. Um, Guys, do you see the Hammers uh, going all the way? Currently, yes. Based on the draw, yes. Uh, West Ham do have the quality to beat Frankfurt in the semis. But we'll see whether David Moyes will have his full squad if if West Ham could avoid any major injuries to their to their key players because we do know that West Ham do not have the squad depth that they needed to go deep into these kind of tournaments. So let's just hope that they do avoid any major injuries and they can still fight for the top four in the Premier League. Uh, it's a big ask, but it it will be great if they can accomplish both things at the same time. Yeah, and uh, they better hope that uh, Frankfurt's uh, social media team insults them as well. That was one of their motivations for beating Lyon again. 
Also um, happening this weekend is the FA Cup semi-finals. The highlight will be uh, Man City versus Liverpool at the Etihad Stadium. Uh, City could be without Kevin De Bruyne and Kyle Walker, who were injured against Atletico. Uh, meanwhile, there's a huge question mark surrounding Diogo Jota, who apparently suffered a knock. Um, however, Liverpool are arguably the fresher side. Van Dijk, Alexander-Arnold and uh, Robertson were rested for Benfica while the likes of uh, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane and Fabinho started on the bench. Guys, there's no arguing that uh, City have enough squad depth to make up for De Bruyne's absence, but, you know, something tells me that Liverpool may have a slight advantage. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, Liverpool could win this, maybe 1-0 or 2-1. Ooh, so no more tempering expectations. <laughs> He's going all out this time, right? <laughs> Yeah, but but see that that's the difference this time. You know, there will be no draw at the end of the game. There there has to be a winner no matter what. Um, but yeah, a slight advantage to to Liverpool in terms of uh, on the fitness side of things. Um, I I think as much as City and Liverpool are mainly focusing on the league title, they will both be taking the FA Cup almost just as seriously as well. So injuries or not, I think. They're both going to give this a really good go. Um, and and it, it's a reflection of how the tournament has been recently because compared to the past, you know, a lot of teams used to treat the FA Cup as a bit of a throwaway competition. But now we're seeing a lot of the teams taking it seriously again, which is great to see. Now, for this uh, specific FA Cup semi, there will be a little bit more at stake as well because they're not just playing for a place in the final. Uh, Liverpool, as we know, are eyeing the quadruple while City are gunning for the treble. So, uh, one of them, at the end of this match, uh, they will have to make do with one less trophy this season. So there's a bit of pride and, and bragging rights, so to speak, to play for as well here. Meanwhile, Chelsea are up against Crystal Palace in the other semi. Uh, given their league position and the Champions League exit, this will be the uh, tournament that the Blues will be gunning for, right? Uh, and, and surely they are the favourites for this tie. Surely they are the favourites, definitely. But... Crystal Palace has not been too shabby lately. Um, I think they they beat Arsenal 3-0 pre, uh, recently. And uh, Patrick Vieira is doing a great job with Crystal Palace. They are, they are creating something special there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the likes of Wilfred Zaha, to be to just to name a few. And, and I did not once think that Vieira, the disciplinarian in Vieira, could, could actually help Crystal Palace in, the, in this season. But uh, I'm if I was a betting man, I'm I would Haram, still put my bet. money on Chelsea. Yeah. If that's it, that's why I said if. Tadi mama, I I I tak judi mai tak judi. But if I was a betting man, I would still put my money on Chelsea. Um, they still have uh the squad depth, the quality, the the quality in their players to see this tie through. Um, let's just hope that the the Champions League exit won't be in their head for too long, because. It was a painful loss at the Bernabeu. Um, and hopefully if they if Chelsea do go through all the way in, in this in this FA Cup, it, it will set them up nicely for next season. Maybe Tuchel could stay and all the other players would stay as well. Well, that wraps it up for another edition of the Portball Sportscast. Uh, but before we go, I just want to say this. This. Seriously yeah. though, some <laughs> seriously though, sometimes we get so negative about ourselves that it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But remember that time you encouraged a friend 
or when you complimented a colleague on their good work, well, they remember and they think you are pretty awesome. So stay awesome, my friends. We'll see you next time. I'm Faisal Merikan. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. <laughs>